Hello and welcome. This is Modern Beers and 90s Nostalgia. I'm your host, Justin Lamb, and this is episode 54. And 54 is one of the greatest numbers ever. Because you can just go... Doesn't matter. It's like fee-fi-fo-fum, but it's fee-fi-fo. Isn't that wonderful? I love it. 54. Great number. It's beside the point, though. There is a, there's a lot of fun happening in my head right now because I'm excited to tell you about today's episode. And we have some stuff to go over and discuss. And if you were a child in the 90s uh, or a teenager in the 90s or shit, an adult in the 90s, you will be able to relate to this on some sort of level. And we will get into that shortly. And then I have more California beer to drink. I'm getting down to the uh, getting down to the end of it, and I keep drinking it when I'm not doing a podcast, so I'm really getting down to the end of it. But we got a good one for you today, and we're gonna pop that open and get a little toasty and have ourselves an intimate conversation about the internet. Wow! But first, as per usual, let's hear a little song. All right, this first beer, (laughs) this beer, I shouldn't say first beer. I'm going to be pounding so many beers during this episode, man. No, this first beer is from, uh, so... It's from Santa Cruz, California. I had the pleasure of going to this brewery when I was there. The tap room, more like it. And every tap room in California almost has like this outdoor patio. You can just hang out out there, have a flight of beer like I did, where you try a bunch of different ones. Mmm, so tasty. And then this uh, brewery, I was lucky enough to buy some 16-ounce cans before I left that they had for sale inside. So this is Santa Cruz Mountain Brewing. You guys were super friendly and your beers were delicious. A lot of the ones I got in flight you could not get uh, to go, unfortunately, unless you got a growler. But growlers, growlers don't ship very well. And uh, they tried to get me to get one of those cans, a crowler, if you will. But I've had bad experience with those staying 100% sealed as well. So I opted to go with their 16-ounce cans. And what better beer to have at this cold, cold time of year? And it is cold all over the place. I'm sure California is even cold right now. They're in Santa Cruz on the wonderful beach mountainside of Santa Cruz. But this is called Ginger's Winter Warmer from Santa Cruz Mountain Brewing. And this is an organic... No, it's not. Well, it is, but certified organic... How California can you get, guys? Uh, But it has ginger, lemons, and jalapenos in it, which is right down my my lane. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, It is a a lighter beer. It doesn't... It looks like it could be a little hoppy. It's got a... 
got kind of a orange color to it. Any, uh, nothing really off the top that stands out as far as a scent goes. Oh, but it looks delicious. Oh my God. That blend of flavors is crazy. What am I tasting right now? The lemons, I don't understand. The lemons are almost sweetened by the ginger. And then there's just a tiny little bite of jalapeno. And you can smell the jalapeno. Right when I brought it up to my mouth to like when I was finally ready to drink it, I could definitely smell the jalapeno. As my nose got a little, a little stuffy. If I sound a little stuffy, it's because I am. Yeah, that's really good. You can almost taste the... It's going to sound bad. I don't mean it this way, but you can like almost taste the dirt from the jalapenos. Um, if you're a jalapeno fan or Japolinos, as I like to call them, you might know what I'm talking about. Like if you get a really good bag of jalapeno chips, you open the bag up and it almost smells like just peppers in the dirt. It's really good. And those are always the tastiest, most authentic tasting jalapeno chips. And God, this is, I can't put my finger on this taste. I guess it's the ginger, but God, that's blended really well with the malt and the hops. That's tasty. Ginger's winter warmer. I'll put a picture up uh, on Instagram so you can see the can. I don't know where you can find this outside of the brewery. You can go to their website, scmbrew.com, Santa Cruz Mountain Brewing. Thanks so much, guys. This is delicious. I'm going to drink this and talk about one of my most favorite things in the world. Episode 54 continues after this. Okay, we have so much to unravel here. Um, you know, I also have to comment again, keep drinking this beer and it is delicious and the flavor is really good and I can't figure out which flavor it is. But okay, I'm getting distracted. It's going to happen the entire episode because I'm just going to keep drinking this and go, what is it? Is it the lemons? Is it the ginger? See? Distraction. Okay, lots to unravel. Let me let me give you the broad topic today. Today's topic, this week's topic, this episode's topic, however you want to phrase it, America Online. I know. All of a sudden, flashes of sign-on screens and dial-up noises and tiny yellow men running are all streaming through your head. And those are one of three of a bunch of many different things we're going to talk about. Um, I started researching America Online and then I fell into a nostalgic haze because you could sum up like the turning point of my life and the creation of the internet, the public internet, not the like 80s data internet uh, into uh, America Online in the 90s. And it's, it's just insane. It's insane, guys. And so I'm, let me lay down, I got a little timetable. Let me lay down a timetable for you. So AOL was first, it was founded in 85, I believe under a different name. They were doing uh, some sort of internet uplink communication for Commodore 64 computers. Hilarious. But moving along, because we're not talking about that. 1991, America Online for DOS launched. You guys know DOS? If you don't. 
you're either too young or you weren't very computer savvy in the early 90s. I used to play chess on DOS. It was about the extent of how cool our computer was. First computer. 1992, America Online for Windows launched. Still, uh, I don't know anyone that had America Online in 92. But it really starts taking off in 93. And that's uh, AOL 2.0 comes out in 93. And AOL adds Usenet features. And AOL starts, they're world famous, uh, forgive the term, carpet bombing ad campaign. And this is when you start seeing those little three and a half inch floppy disks and every piece of mail you get every single day. Uh, that obviously continued for years and they turned into CD-ROMs. I'll get into that later too. Uh, 1995 America Online 3.0 is released. This is the version that I uh, first became introduced to America Online. Uh, my buddy in junior high when I was in sixth grade, his parents had America Online and we were never allowed to use it because back then uh, America Online or AOL, as I'm just going to keep calling it because America Online is just too much, um, especially when I'm going to be saying it 9,000 times. But <laughs> this is when AOL charged by the minute. So you weren't allowed to use the internet as a kid cause, or by the hour maybe. No, it's by the minute. So there's a whole lawsuit about uh, they would round up, they would add 15 seconds for sign-on time, and they round up to the next minute and then charge you for that. And as we all know, sign-on time was much longer than 15 seconds most of the time. So that's 95, AOL 3.0. 1996, the the wonderful decision uh, AOL made to charge a flat rate instead of billing per minute. So that was 96. This is when everybody starts to get it because parents didn't want to pay so much money per minute and tie up the phone line or get a second phone line. All this shit was real expensive in the 90s. Um, God, a landline. Yeah, kids, you used to connect to the internet through the phone, your home phone, which you don't even have anymore. Technology, man, moves so fucking fast. Uh, 1996 also... America Online creates a new headquarters because they got too big because they have to store all this shit on servers and stuff. And they had this like unincorporated territory in Virginia and they had to get a new campus because there was too much crap to store. And then they had to bring on new workers. So they had a brand new campus, uh, another part of Virginia. And then in 1997, half, half, 50% of every U.S. home that has internet has America Online. That's crazy. So if you were on the internet in 96, you probably had America Online. Because if half is America Online, the other half is split up between like two or three different companies. We'll talk about the uh, competitors in a little bit. 1998, AOL 4.0. 99, AOL 5.0. This is when you started seeing that added the word optimized. And I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? I still don't know. AOL 5.0, optimized. What, for her pleasure? I don't understand what that means. Uh, And then, year 2000, AOL 6.0 is released. And AOL also merges with Time Warner to create AOL Time Warner. 
That was a big deal, guys. <clears throat> so as I started uh, unraveling America Online, or AOL, if you will, uh, I started, I made a little, I don't even know what they're called now, little thought bubbles? No. A little brainstorm thing where I put AOL in the middle, you know, and I branched out on the, I can't think of what it's called. But I branched out in a bunch of subcategories, and then all those little subcategories had little comments on them. And there was a lot going on with America Online. There was a lot to discuss and a lot to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, no, you know what? I'm not going to do popular first. I'm going to back it up. I mentioned competition. Uh, America Online was in competition, direct competition in the early 90s with Prodigy. CompuServe and Genie. Uh, Genie, they essentially wiped off the map and within a couple years of being on Windows. Uh, <laughs> Prodigy was Prodigy was pretty big. I had a lot of friends that had Prodigy. Uh, my buddy Mike, who you might have heard on the Spawn episode, had Prodigy before I ever got AOL. And we would just use his internet. And CompuServe was, I don't know, the tech nerds internet i don't really remember anything about CompuServe, but it's been described as the internet for the tech savvy whatever that means um aol did a lot of memorable marketing as i mentioned with the discs so they had three and a half inch floppy discs that they sent around and then came the cds uh as a former employee of blockbuster i can tell you we had stacks and stacks of those at work. Uh, you could get them at your neighborhood drugstore. You got them in the mail every day. They were in your newspaper. Anywhere that you could place a CD for people to pick up, uh, you could get it. If they wanted it, <laughs> it was as if they were like, okay, if at any point in any location, any person in this country wants to sign up for America Online. Maybe you're walking your dog and you're like, oh, you know what? I fucking... America Online. Uh, they want a CD to be readily available within five feet of you. And it seems like that was possible at one point. Um, and this is, this is a true fact. Half of all the CDs at one point being made in the entire world. The entire world. And this is the 90s when CDs came out and they were like growing in popularity and you had burned CDs, like blank CDs. Uh, half of the CDs being manufactured in the entire world had the AOL logo on them. That's crazy. <laughs> that is insane. In high school, I did an art project where I connected a bunch of them. Uh, I don't remember what the end result was. But there's a, it was very easy to collect stacks and stacks and stacks of these discs uh it became an environmental hazard like certain environmental groups got on aol because they were literally just manufacturing plastic waste uh, especially when the internet got bigger like towards the end of the 90s and you could i mean you could really just download from the internet america online like it would take a while if you did it you're talking about like a 33 megabyte file which uh, in those days was huge considering like a tenth of that would take 45 minutes so <laughs> yeah it would take a while but you set it up uh set it up at night and in the morning you have aol 
but they, they, so many CDs. Oh my God. Everybody, if you were alive in the nineties, you know, the CDs cause they just like junk mail, eat your heart out. These things were nuts. Um, AOL had an internet browser built into it and you couldn't do a lot with it. Uh, this was a, this was a huge problem. And earlier versions of AOL too, when Microsoft came out with something like Internet Explorer and uh, Netscape was a very popular browser back then, you couldn't use outside browsers with America Online. You had to use the browser built into the program itself, which was a huge pain in the ass because it had barely any support for early Adobe or Java and so web pages sometimes wouldn't load or they'd look silly. Uh, and it was just, it was just a crappy browser because the browser was, uh, just this thing in the background. Like no one got America online to surf the actual web. People got America online for the socialization factor. And that became the biggest thing, uh, for America online. And that that's the thing that really put it on the map. And, has contrary to what I believed still allowed it to be around today. Uh, and some of those features are just astounding. So we're going to get into that now, the most popular and useful features. Then we're going to dive a little deeper into those uh, right after this. I'm going to drink some more of this beer. We're going to listen to another song. It's going to be grand old time. The most significant part of AOL and the thing that I, it was really a game changer. Um, I'll get into that shortly, but was the social aspect uh, of America online. It, that was the drawing feature. That was the thing that set it apart from literally everything, uh, certainly at its time. And one of the biggest things that came out of that and continued going even after AOL uh, as a program shut down when AOL was still, or went to just being a website, uh, was AOL instant messenger or aim as many people call it. Uh, and this was probably the best instant messaging service of its time. If not the first, uh, truly like mass instant messenger. And uh, this was <laughs> something you could individualize with your screen name. You know, this is where shorthands came from like BRB and JK and LOL and little emoticons make little smiley faces. Um, and you had your, your buddies you had your buddy list. There was all the different categories. You could make that like oh, friends work school. Uh, as you get more cynical, you might create other categories like, oh, don't talk to this fucking person. But <laughs> because of the instant messenger, you could make such a large world, um, super small. I remember in high school, there was a band that I was listening to. It's a ska band. You might know them, the mad caddies, but their email address, because this is email was new. So if you had an email address, it wasn't like at blah, 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 records.com. It was at Yahoo or at AOL. And they were mad caddies at AOL.com. And I was like, that means they are on AOL. That means they have a freaking screen name. So I messaged them and ended up like talking with their band member about, uh, their music and everything. And I was 16 and I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. So it just, 
connected these people, these strangers, uh, with similar interests, which brings me to the other huge part of communication, um, chat rooms, AOL had some of the best chat rooms like in internet history. Um, I would say the only competitor was really Yahoo before Yahoo got super fucked up in like the early two thousands. Yahoo chat was probably on par with AOL chat, but AOL had it way better laid out, way better organized. Uh, there's way better just control of, uh, what you could see and where you could go and how to find similar stuff. And chat rooms had this worldwide inclusion, like for the first time outside of like pen pals. And that was definitely not instantaneous. You could get in this room with a bunch of strangers with the same interest, sometimes very specific. Like when I was really into scream movies in high school, I could go to a scream chat room where everybody in that chat room loved the scream movies and you would get the, uh, <laughs> the beginning of what would later be called a troll or just, you know, the one person that doesn't, or just wants to go in there and fuck with people. Um, but you would get the, these people with similar interests all over the world and you could just have these discussions and whether that was, you know, a movie or music or, um, this is where a lot of gay and lesbian teens like found their first outlet that they could be like, Hey, there's other people in the world like me. Um, and they had, you just had people that were like you that you might not have found otherwise. And you could talk with them. And that was revolutionary. And with AOL, it was so easy. And then there was the, uh, the inevitable romance chat rooms with wonderful titles like twenties, love thirties, love forties, love fifties, love. I don't know, 60s love. It gets, I don't know, older and what and younger. Uh, <laughs> it, got, it got a little weird towards the end. Uh, and those have a whole other class on their own that we're going to get into. That conversation is going to be fun. And then there's the famous AOL email, uh, the sign-on of the terrible dial-up noise. And you wait and you wait. And then you hear the welcome. And then you wait and then you hear, you've got Merle. And it is the greatest noise ever. Because this was, uh, I mean, towards the end, towards the end of the decade, got a little bad. But for the first, like, five years I had AOL, I don't think I got spam. I don't think that was a thing yet. And so it was just emails from friends or family or something you signed up to find out about. It was never just, like lower your interest rate, your mortgage is ending and your warranty's up. It was never that shit. And email was so good. And you've got mail was such a familiar phrase, uh, across the entire country that it spun off the sequel to that fricking sleepless in Seattle movie or digital remake into the movie. You've got mail with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Ridiculous. Um, so good. I loved that noise though. You've got mail. Somebody loves me. Thank God somebody loves me. And so this, this is, these two things kind of go together, but from the romance chat rooms and the, the instant messenger, you get, uh, what has been famously known as cyber sex 
or cybering. I'm sure if you were a girl of any age on AOL in the 90s, you probably at least, I don't know, 100 times got an IM that popped up that said, want a cyber? <laughs> I probably sent some of them, people. Uh, and you would start a conversation in chat rooms or sometimes in an IM with ASL question mark, which of course stands for age, sex, location. Uh, and I think in my memory, location came later. Because at first you were just like age and gender. That's all you wanted to know. Because location was probably like somewhere in America. And then as the internet reached globally, it was more like location. And which is kind of like looking back, that was probably... Uh, it became a little, a little prejudice. I'm sure there was a lot of denied instant messages or depending on where they were calling or from, calling from messaging from whatever. But this, I mean, this spun into so many important things that have determined what we use the internet for today. So out of cyber sex and romance chat rooms, you get catfishing, you get people pretending to be other people. Um, and then taking it too far to the point where you're in a relationship with someone, but you, in fact, are not yourself. You're pretending to be someone else. Now, that could also work to your advantage where, uh, let's say you are a shy person and you're able to have these conversations on the Internet and express your interests to people that have similar interests. And all of a sudden you have this illusion of confidence. Uh, I mean, it's one thing to be a teenager in school and constantly, you know, like you're going through puberty, you're, you're dealing with all these people around you. Maybe you're not fitting in or maybe you do, but you're questioning everything because you're a teenager and that's what you do. When you're on the internet, when you're on AOL in the 90s, you can do whatever you want. You can be whoever you want to be. Uh, you can act however you want to act. Uh, I have, I've had conversations with girls in high school that like neither one of us would ever have in person, but via uh, instant messenger, it was just, it's just easier. It's always easier to type things and, and read them rather than, than say things out loud and taking that almost therapy, which is actually a therapy people give like write it down. Uh, you were doing this with, with real people and having these, intimate, deep conversations that you might not even have known you're capable of. And out of things like this spun websites like match.com and the internet dating world, which is now a, you know, multi-billion dollar operation. But so you do this and you had this online persona and no matter who you are or what you think, and this is true today, uh, you are not the same person online as you are in person. Nobody is. Uh, it's really naive to think that you are. Uh, first of all, you know, with social networks, we always put our like best face forward. Uh, you hear about this with depression all the time and, and people that kill themselves. Like if you look at their social media, you would never be able to tell they're always smiling. They're always with their friends and they're getting A's on all their tests. Uh, but you choose, you choose what to post. And so you were creating, this was like the first place you were creating this online persona. It's like the first online social network, uh, was America online. And you, cause you were creating this profile and you could upload your picture and you could do 
you could talk to these people as whatever version of yourself you wanted to be or not as yourself at all. And so you could be yourself or you could be your quote unquote self. Um, and this is, this is where the internet really began in, in a lot of people's minds. I mean, and the way that we use it socially today was in America online and instant messenger in the chat rooms. This is where we started being the most honest and then we got too comfortable and we got what are now like YouTube comment feeds. And then, uh, this is where we first started like being more vulnerable because you were talking to strangers, but then all of a sudden those strangers shared your interest or they sympathized with you and they created this, this support network and that's out there too. And I think all that really started with the, the social network that was AOL. So, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I was fucking awesome online. And now I'm just a creeper on Facebook. What can I say? Um, this was, this was, this was the best. Even in the, even in the latter years, jumping outside the podcast, like I, when I lived in Los Angeles and I was booking bands and managing stuff like that, it just was such a nice system. Unfortunately, that's when spam was at like its worst. So that didn't go well, but it's a, it's good. It's good to have those memories. Uh, I recently downloaded AOL 4.0 and put it on my computer and tried to get it to run because there's YouTube videos that show that you can do that, but it will not connect. It's very sad, but I was able to draft an email in the old AOL uh, mail. I don't know what you call it, but that was fun. Uh, AOL. I'd love to know your guys' screen names. If you want to uh, comment on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Beers and Nineties, tell me your screen names. I get so entertained by that. Some of mine were, I'll throw myself under the bus here, uh, Justin Lamb Music, which I still use today in multiple formats. Uh, Lammy DMP. DMP stood for Done Mama Proud, my punk band in high school. Uh, Racism Sucks 30. That is one I get constantly made fun of for. Because I went to a Ska Against Racism concert and I was like, yeah, fuck racism. I gotta make this my screen name. And then outside of AOL, I do have to share just because we're talking about it. My first email address. Pretty proud of this, guys. Cheesemongrel at yahoo.com. And the password? Star, 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 star. Or I guess asterisk. Asterisk, 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 asterisk. Because you could use that as a password character back then. Pretty proud of myself. Uh... I loved the internet of the nineties. I think this was, this was the most fun. The internet was, um, socially sometimes Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat musically or whatever the hell that's called. It all gets a little overwhelming. Uh, and seems a little ridiculous and such a time suck. And this was the original time suck. And I loved every minute of it. Share your screen names with me, guys. Let me know. I really, really want to know. I'll take a break and then we'll wrap it up.
All right, that is going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, I want to thank Santa Cruz Mountain Brewing, Ginger's Winter Warmer. That was delicious. I just finished it. Um, yeah, ginger, lemons, jalapenos. It's really, really good. I can't even... The balance of those three flavors has never been more perfect. I want to drink a bunch of them, but I only sent myself one. So, uh, hey, I'll tell you what. Santa Cruz Mountain Brewing, if you guys are listening to this, drop me a message. I'll give you my address. You can send me beers. Mmm, beers. Uh, I also want to thank America Online for being there for me when no one else was. <laughs> that sounded way worse than I planned. Uh, it just rolled off my tongue. But uh, AOL was was amazing, and I cannot say enough about it and the memories I have of it. I have so many stories, uh, many of which are embarrassing and uh, incriminating to other people. So I'm going to, and myself. So I will leave those off the air. But if you really want to know, let me know. We'll do a little one-on-one AOL never have I ever drinking game. And uh, special thanks to all of you guys for listening. Episode 54 is done and over with. Get out of my house. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Follow at Beers and 90s on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And you can email me, beersand90s at gmail.com. And you can high-five me in person. So it's a fourth option. Fifth option? Either way. Uh, Interact with me, though. Now that we're talking about the internet, I'd love to know what you're doing on the internet, you sicko. Didn't even get into pornography. Don't get me started. I guess we talked about cyber sex. Want a cyber? Oh, my God. So many times. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right guys have a have a good week i'll talk to you next week okay bye 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 bye, bye.